This episode of the OCPHA podcast is an excerpt from the OCPHA monthly meeting for June 2021. Most of us don't know too much about that. And also, um, Tony just happens to be uh, in line to get an award or get recognition uh, in a couple of weeks in, in uh, WPE. He'll be, um, he'll be uh, given the recognition of fellow of CPHA, well-deserved. And he will uh, be one of just a, a few elite folks that will be getting that. But Tony, are you there? Hey, Rod, I'm here. Can you hear How me? How are you doing? Yes, I can. So thank you for coming on. And, and um, I, I really do think that your field of pharmacy is one that, that begs for more information to our group. I think many of us um, don't really know what that is. And I think let's, let's start by um, just saying I, I've known you for about eight years. I think I met you when you first walked into one of our wine and cheese parties and and I was impressed, I remember, thinking that, boy, you, you live in OC and you drive all the way to Ventura for work. How many people are going to do that? And uh, so that was, that was my snapshot, first impression uh, of meeting you. And my first interview question to you, Tony, is uh, tell, the, tell the group your, your journey from pharmacy school to what you're doing today and how your thought process has evolved. Yeah, sure. So, um, so I went to school at USC School of Pharmacy. And when I started pharmacy school, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to do. You know, like we're, we're trained to think like, you know, we, at the time of starting school, we only really knew community and, and clinical inpatient. So throughout the years there, when I, you know, about my third year, I just was Googling, Hey, technology and pharmacy, because I was always like a techie kind of person, like just, uh, very involved with like, um, building on my own computers and just doing all the technology things, building websites. So I was just Googling that. And then I found that there was a field called pharmacy informatics and pharmacy informatics is the integration and intersection of technology and pharmacy. That's kind of like where I started. And I just really did as much as I could to try to get into that field because I really wanted to, I, I knew my skill set and technology was um, very adequate. So I wanted to put that with what I was being trained to do in a pharmacy school, like the clinical knowledge and be able to like use those two together to be my career as a practice. I guess for me, it was very apparent to everyone in my class and all my professors that pharmacy informatics was my goal. And I made it very apparent uh, when it's in conversation, I bring it up or when I'm on my rotations, every time they give me a project to do, I try to do it in a way where I integrate some technology components to it. So it really put like that idea in everybody's head that that's where I wanted to go. And then like when I graduated, uh, then an opportunity came about in Ventura County, which you did allude to earlier. And it was a far drive. Yes. But I took that opportunity because I knew that that was be, that would be a really great area for me to, um, to learn. So a little bit more about that is that Ventura County was looking to change their EHR from an old Meditech system to Cerner. And they were getting, uh, new recruits to, to be on the implementation team. It was through like speaking with one of the, the director of pharmacy's colleagues, which happened to be my preceptor at, over at USC. Then he, 
referred me over there and I interviewed there. And then they just had me start like two days after the interview. So I took the opportunity, even though it was far away, I knew that it was kind of like, it was a very good opportunity to pass by because it was being in the weeds of building the system and then being in the weeds of like going from a old system to a brand new system to meet government regulations. So I'm like, this is like perfect for me to learn as well as just uh, work and then gain my skill set. So um, that's where I, I did a lot of my initial uh, start of my career. And as you already said, I did commute from Orange County uh, to Ventura County. And it was like, I would say three hour drive one way. So that's, <laughs> that's a pretty long drive, uh, needless to say. But I did learn so much when I was there. And then afterwards, after several years of being there and gaining a lot more um, knowledge and skills, opportunity came by back down in Orange County. Uh, and then now I'm currently working at the Children's Hospital here. So that's kind of like where my uh, career kind of drove me to. So that's a great example of, of um, what you just said about, you know, nowadays, especially the, the jobs don't come to you always. You have to sometimes go to where the jobs are to establish yourself, get your foot in, and then good things happen after that. And here you are now working close to home. So in the whole informatics industry, and I'm sure you talk to people doing the job in other facilities, uh, what, what are some interesting things that are happening right now? I think one of the biggest things that people are talking about, it's not technically informatics, but it does deal with technology and pharmacy, is the uh, rise of artificial intelligence and machine learning and then how that is potentially, um, I think people are scared that it's going to drive jobs away from pharmacists. Uh, it's a valid concern. I, I do think that it is a valid concern. However, one thing to keep in mind is that artificial intelligence in the healthcare setting is still way, way, way behind when compared to it being used in every other setting. So first of all, it's a very long time for that to even be something of a concern. Uh, secondly, because it's in its infancy state right now, pharmacists actually have the opportunity to be at the table to uh, kind of drive the conversation of artificial intelligence and not make it replace our roles, but more of augment our roles. So artificial intelligence can be used in great ways in clinical decision support, where they kind of help provide recommendations or, you know, remind the, the users to kind of look at some things that they missed, or it can be used for like, you know, if a pharmacist wants to um, apply an algorithm that they have, they don't have the, uh, the time to do that they want to look at to see like predictive uh, analytics on like maybe this patient might develop some some kind of like a condition in the future and they want to prep for that. And if we have something advanced enough, that's going to elevate the practice of a pharmacist, uh, not necessarily get rid of the pharmacist because we still have to have that uh, that human making those decisions. So I, I think that that's one of the really interesting things that people are talking about right now. And they've been talking about that for many years. And it's been many years later, and it's still kind of in an infancy right now. So I, I think it's like, it's important that pharmacists do try to be at the table for those discussions so that we can drive that process. Very good. Um, so looking, looking at all of us on the call that might entertain the thought of going that direction with our careers, either uh, new grads or existing pharmacists who are looking to change careers, what, what advice would you give? Yeah, um, 
I do get this question a lot. There's like four things I really talk about when someone asks me about this is uh, the first the first thing you kind of always hear is networking, but don't just connect with people and just do networking just to network, right? You have to really show that you are truly interested in learning what other people are doing. Um, and it's also better to kind of think of it as like a two-way relationship. So, you know, people message people on LinkedIn all the time. But when you're reaching out to someone and you send them a message and you just say like, oh, I want to learn what you do. You can do that, but then you might not get a response because it's uh, it's not it's not like uh, showing that it's like a two way relationship. And I do recommend people that if you do reach out to people that way, uh, try to show that you're putting in the work to give value back to them. Like for example, if you're really interested, you can say that you want to volunteer your time to help the person that you're communicating with on some sort of project or something like that. And you'll probably get a better chance of making a real connection uh, rather than just having like a one-time discussion. Uh, and then speaking about like one-time discussions and relationships, you should always try to find a mentor that's in that space. It's really important to find someone that's in the field so you can really understand what their day-to-day -day is. So people can hear like, you know, pharmacy informatics, it's like a great new thing. It's it's pretty much like a buzzword. It just sounds cool as a job. But you really have to ask yourself, is this really something you want to do? And it's really hard to know that unless you have a mentor who's already in the field and then they can provide some of that insight. Um, the other thing I want to mention is also about being open to opportunities. So similarly to what I said about finding a mentor, sometimes you just have to experience it yourself to see if that's something you really want to do. So, you know, um, shadowing opportunities or project opportunities, things like that. So if there's some kind of opportunity that's slightly inconvenient for you, like for my example, it's the Ventura County one, but it's something that will give you a better idea of the field, really consider taking it. Uh, and I can say that if I didn't take that opportunity in Ventura, I, I don't know. I wouldn't know if like I would be where I am today uh, in the field. And the last thing about that is uh, also educate yourself with the resources out there. And there are resources, you just uh, have to look for them. So there are many opportunities to learn more about pharmacy informatics. And if you kind of look at uh, some of the resources like ASHP, they have a whole section of members that talk about pharmacy informatics. They also have a certificate program that's a, uh, it, it will cost some money, but there is a program for that. Uh, there's also the Health Information Management System Society. There's American Medical Informatics Association. There's also like kind of more informal ones like there's professional discord communities like the health tech buddies discord uh, there's also something that i've worked on with my colleagues from the pharmacy informatics academy where it's like an introduction to pharmacy informatics but it's completely free it's just very basic and it's just out there because we want people to know about it and then they need to make the de decision themselves if that's something that they really want to do but it's hard to make those decisions if you don't look at what the resources are out there so, so yeah, those are just some of the recommendations I have for uh, people who are interested in the field. That's some great advice, Tony. I was just kind of jotting down some of the stuff you said. It was basically make yourself known, latch on to good role models, shadow uh, opportunities that are out there, take risks sometimes outside of your comfort zone, and then keep yourself educated on uh, new things. Don't wait for it to be handed to you. Go, go learn about it. A lot of that applies to just about any branch of pharmacy that we're doing. So I have questions, but I'll hold back because I want everyone else to have a chance. Anybody want to ask Tony a question? Oh, yes, I have a question. I, I was wondering, like you mentioned Meditech. So right now I'm on my app rotation at Henry Mayo in Valencia and they use Meditech. You were like talking about like an old system. So I just wanted to like get your thoughts on that. Yeah. So to, yeah, so to clarify, <laughs> Um, Meditech over at um, Ventura County was an 18-year-old system that didn't get updated. So 
uh, we went from that system to Cerner. Meditech right now, nowadays, is still around and they are still being updated because they were, they had to be updated to meet the regulations that the government had for, um, for what's called meaningful use. Um, so Meditech is still out there. It still has a decent market share. So it's still being used. Is that, was that just your question about it? Oh, yeah. And actually, when, is it all right if I ask one more question? Yeah, sure. Okay. So when you're talking about artificial intelligence, I was thinking about like how in like just in like science and technology, there's bias. And like if you were designing the artificial intelligence, does that mean like we're automating bias? Like it's only as good as we can design it to be. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, which is which is why. I, so in healthcare, it's even more difficult, right? Because it's also dependent on the the expertise of the clinician that is being involved in developing those algorithms, which is why I did mention earlier, it is very in its infancy state. So it is something that I feel like pharmacists should be part of and kind of like steer the direction of artificial intelligence as an augment to our practice and not a replacement. Because one of those things is what you said is bias. All right. Thank you. Let me throw mine out, Tony. What um, What's the job market look right now? If I'm winding into my last year of pharmacy school and deciding what to do, what what's the uh, realistic likelihood of, of getting such a job? That's a very difficult question to answer. And the reason why it, it's not something that I'm trying to avoid answering, but the reason why I say that is um, we, we all know about the... Uh, the recent uh, Bureau of Labor and Statistics report about the job market for pharmacy shrinking. There is no segmentation in there when it talks about specialties. And the other thing is that for the pharmacy informatics space, some roles you're technically not called a pharmacist. So we can't really, like if you're just saying just the pharmacist titles, then yeah, there's probably a shrinkage of that because there's just not many out there. But when you're talking about pharmacists working in the technology space, where roles can be project management, roles can be pharmacy analysts, roles can be pharmacy liaisons, where we are still using our clinical knowledge in combination with technology and managing projects, then it's unpredictable. It's more likely that those roles are are um, more number, but there's not really a good way of measuring it because the, the way that it has been measured in the stats doesn't show for that segmentation. And they really only count things that actually say pharmacist. So yeah, it's it's a hard question to answer, but hopefully that that kind of answered it. Would an additional degree of any kind or additional coursework help your chances of getting a job? It it's um it, it's dependent on where you're applying for. So like for example, if you are working at more of an academic institution, then you might have like you know teaching informatics or working at academic academic medical center in an informatics role. They may be looking at your education. So sometimes those that have a master's in health informatics, it might be helpful. Uh, when you're working for more of a health tech startup, they don't really care as much for that. They care about whether you can do the do the job or not. So for them, they're looking for more of like a portfolio of your experience and your projects that you have already completed and showed. Uh, showed numbers of success, like not just oh this is like a success, but actual numbers that can be measured to show what kind of successes you had for those organizations or those projects. So it again, it's like very dependent on where you're applying for. So it's it's a little bit hard to to answer that in like a kind of like a general statement. Other questions for Tony? Are you actually talking about like the group that you're part of? They do like an introduction to pharmacy informatics. Um, is that in online thing or can I get information about that? Oh, yeah. So oh, the yeah. Pharmacy Informatics Academy, it's pretty much just pharmacyinformaticsacademy.com. Like just that, that's the, the link. Uh, there's a introductory course on there that's just 
completely free. Like our, our goal, my colleagues and I, was to just to disseminate that knowledge. So we worked on um, putting that together and then anyone can just uh, go in, log in and go through it. It's like about two hours and it's just going over the basics of like the medication use process and how technology integrates with pharmacy uh, workflows and um, what are some of the different like things currently in the field for it. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tony. I think that was um, a wonderful or a good course for all of us to kind of get a feel for what you do and, and the pathway to get there. I didn't do a good job of introducing you, but um, Tony was our president four years ago, and he's been, uh, he got started most of the things that we're doing now in the digital outreach uh, arena uh, with all of our social network posting and our, and our podcast that he's been doing. So he's really been carrying the weight for OCPHA for many years. So thank you, Tony. 